Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about 2020. Uh, I've got a lot going on. I know you've got a lot going on. And uh, this podcast is timely, in my opinion. Um, many people might think, well, that's kind of weird to, to talk about that subject at the beginning of the year. Why didn't we talk about this in the fall? Or why didn't we talk about this you know, in, in, in June? But um, the subject today is education is your best investment. And you've got four ways to save, it looks like, that you're going to be outlining today. So why is this so timely right now at the beginning of the year? Well, yeah, from a, from a, a planning perspective, I, I always think... Uh, especially education planning is something that that you should do all year round. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a, uh, a, a, a timing issue. Um, you know, a lot of colleges or, 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 or private schools have tuitions that are due in the fall and, and in the early part of January. But for the most part, if we're talking about saving, it, there's no time horizon. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, start now, right? I mean, yeah, the time horizon now, is now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So where do we start today with this topic? Now, it, it looks like you said there's four ways to save. Um, what kind of sparked this for you? Well, I think that in talking to our clients, there's such a high value that they place on education for, for their children and grandchildren. Uh, they they really truly believe that that this quality education is going to be a, a significant predictor of of future success and, mm -hmm. and probable happiness in 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 our society. So we're often talking to our our, our clients who might have children or, or grandchildren about these challenges. How do we how do we pay for these incredibly high yeah. costs of, of of education? Yeah, I mean that's that that is the. I think that's probably the biggest thing on everybody's mind when they talk about colleges. The, the prices are outrageous. It's debt for how many years? And is it going to provide the income to even pay off that debt? Yeah, those are big questions. And, and I think really speak to, uh, to values, family values. Mm -hmm. How important is that for, for the family? Um, I do believe that education is, is a, a primary uh, responsibility of a lot of families, but um, an emphasis, uh, those, those are good things. I think it's a great gift to give to uh, our children and grandkids. And, and so that's how we, that's how, that's our perspective, my personal perspective. Mm -hmm. And a lot of families that we work with share that as well. So it is a priority for a lot of people. And then when they think about the cost, the cost is astronomical, for a selective private college or university, university that can exceed seventy thousand dollars per year. Yeah, and if many kids are are going through four years of college, that's two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That's just, I mean, that's ridiculous. It, it's it's crazy, and then even in-state public public universities and, and schools are costing in excess of thirty thousand dollars per year, which can total that's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. 
So for many families, and, and it, these costs are just overwhelming. Then ar around uh, the Northeast, I find that there's a real emphasis um, for a lot of families to be uh, have their kids go to independent elementary and middle and high schools. Mm. They're private schools. Yeah, and those aren't cheap. <laughs> They're not cheap. You know, around the Boston area, that's equivalent to uh, uh, to college costs. Seriously. Yeah, it's it it is incredible. Now, certainly you can you can spend a lot less. A parochial school uh, is going to cost us sig significantly less than a uh, an independent school or private school. And if you're if you're, uh, you're you're commuting to school, that cost is a lot less. But yeah, if you're a boarder at a at a, uh, mm. a selective independent high school, you're talking about seventy thousand, sixty five, seventy thousand dollars per year. Oh my lord! Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I, I was just talking to a, a really nice young guy who uh, works in the financial services industry. He got married about a year ago, and recently told me he's having a baby. Mm -hmm. And so we're thrilled. I'm thrilled for him. And, uh, you know, he and his, and his wife, they both work. They make really good money. They love living right in Boston. They've got a nice life. And, but there was a real look of, of terror on his face hmm. as he thought about the cost of, uh, of, of meeting his goals, like buying a home. He wants to buy a home in the Boston area. Mm -hmm. And he wants to save for both retirement and college for, for his child. And, and this is just his first child. He's talking about a family that's larger. So it's um, it's a totally daunting task for sure, and the reality is that uh, that most people just can't do it all at one time. Mm -hmm. It's hard to save for that home, for retirement and college, all at the same time if you put priorities on on all of them. And my recommendation for him and his his wife is to really sit down and prioritize those objectives. Think yeah. about what what their family needs right now what they want in the next five years 10 years and um really prioritize that and that's going to help them make decisions about what they want yeah and that's tough because i mean honestly it, it's easy to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna put off that vacation or we're gonna put off that new tv or whatever until next year because we're, we're watching our budget that's an easy choice to make because that's not a necessity but to, to have to make a decision. Do we have more children or not? Can we, can we afford to even have another child? That's a tough spot to be in. Can we afford to choose the career that we want to? And I'm speaking directly about somebody who doesn't have college paid for. If, if they're going to go to college and become a doctor, well, okay, it's going to be very expensive, but they're going to make good money. You, you would, you would think at the end to be able to pay off those loans. But how many people are making the decision? I don't, I can't be a teacher because $280,000 in student loan debt to become a teacher with a four-year degree only, <laughs> there's no way on a teacher's salary you're going to be able to pay that back in, yeah. in what, two decades? Yeah, and I, I want yeah. to stress, Eric, that uh, there are lots of choices for families to make to, to reduce those costs really significantly. Mm -hmm. it, it, so again, it really becomes a, 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 a conversation that's important to have uh, amongst a, a, an immediate family, and eventually with the with the kids, mm -hmm. you know, what's possible in today's world yeah. uh, for that family? Uh, what kind of loans might be available? What kind of grants might be available? So, so the cost 
maybe significantly less for that family. Um, but, but you know, we're, we're looking at, at a starting place mm-hmm. and they need to think about meeting a lot of different priorities in amongst their, their financial planning objectives and education for their kids is, should be one of them, but maybe buying that house, uh, to get their family established in a nice community might have a, a, a slightly higher priority yeah. uh, in these early years. Uh, in my opinion, you, 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 you know, retirement is something that we should be focusing on throughout our, our working lifetime. And you can't put that off until you've, you've fully funded education. Mm-hmm. There are far fewer choices if we, if we avoid saving for retirement. Yeah. You know, no one's going to lend you money for retirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they might lend your 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 child money for 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 college or graduate school. So, um it is important to begin saving. I think um you don't want to feel bad about yourself if you're not able to fully fund uh $280,000 uh in in college expenses. You do what you can do. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a reality and and we want to be practical and we also want to live today. We want to enjoy uh, our world that we live in. Yeah. So I think prioritizing those objectives is really important. And uh, today, what, what I'd like to spend some time on is, is just looking at four different options for saving. You know, okay. we want to make this the most effective use of our, 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 our savings. Yeah. And so let's look at, at the different vehicles that, that are available for most of our clients. It sounds like you're really talking about prioritizing and balance. I mean, I think balance is the other key to this. Absolutely. Because you just can't do it all at once. Yeah. All right. So you've got four tips for us. What's number one? Yeah. The first option is just traditional savings and investments. So uh, we'll, we'll go into more detail for all of these, but that's number one. Uh, number two would be a, uh, a savings into a custodial account. It's called a, a uniform transfer to minors account, uh, UTMA, or a, a uniform a gift to minors account, a UGMA. Okay. So that's number two. Uh, number three, which is the most popular, is a, a 529 plan. Okay. And then a four, which is far less popular, but available is, a, is called a, a Coverdell education savings account. All right. Well, I'm excited to learn this because I know about the 529 plan, uh, but I've never heard of a U, I think you said UTMA. Um, and I don't think I've ever heard of Co- uh, Coverdale. Coverdell? What is it? Coverdale. Coverdale. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. So the first, uh, the first option is just traditional saving and investment account. And this is the easiest. It's the most straightforward. And basically what you're doing is establishing a, uh, an account, an investment account or a savings account that you're, that you want to, uh, consider using those funds for education expenses, it, it, you know, in one year, five years, 10 years, or 20 years. Hmm. And so the, the length of time between now and the time you need it will determine your investment strategy and how much risk you're willing to take on. Uh, these, these kind of accounts are, are, are just really flexible. And that's the primary reason that you'd set this up is that you want total flexibility. You don't want to give anything away at this point in time. You're thinking that it, these, these savings might have other purposes um, you're, ex- you're accepting the fact that, that it may not have lots of tax advantages or any tax advantage, uh, but it is savings that can be used for education. Got it. And it's just an important thing to think about how, how you save and accumulate over time. 
Uh, I think it's really useful to, for that, to have that flexibility. Uh, maybe you haven't quite built up your emergency fund yet. Mm. And so maybe you might want to think about this savings as, uh, you know, uh, for education, but could also be used in an emergency if necessary. Mm -hmm. And so depending upon your liquidity needs, you might invest in stocks or bonds or mutual funds, exchange traded funds, uh, and you can always change your mind. Got it. And I, I like this approach for those families that, that have m multiple objectives over the next, you know, five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so um, think about that. It's, 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 it's a way to kind of have your cake and eat it too. You're, you're not quite willing to commit to totally saving for an education only account, but you want to save for that purpose as well as possibly other purposes. Yeah, I mean, the, the hope would be that it, it would last until you could gift it to somebody for their education. But again, life happens. And, and I, I like the fact that you preface that by saying maybe you don't have a fully funded emergency account. Um, and I, I think that that's great to be able to do that. And then once you have enough in there, maybe you then can split it because like you said, it's very flexible. You could split it. So, okay, this is going to be our emergency account and we're going to continue on this path with this part of it being the education. Yeah. And I, I often um, will will recommend this for a grandparent mm. that mm -hmm. uh, thinks they might want to help out a, 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 a child's family and, and pay for some private school for the grandkids or, or, or college or even graduate school. Uh, but they want to get they want to leave their options open in case something else comes up, uh, a, a health care issue mm -hmm. they might need money for. Uh, so it gives them some flexibility yeah. uh, for, for saving. All right. So the, the next one was, if I'm not mistaken, you said UTMA. Yeah, UTMA or UGMA account. These are, are really accounts that are available uh, in all the states. Uh, they're mostly UTMA accounts, Uniform Transfer to Minors account. It, it's really a simple custodial account. So these are established for... Um, for, for children who are uh, under the age of majority or typically 18. Most states, it's 18. All right. And, and so any deposit to this kind of account is irrevocable. It's really a gift to the child and can only be used for their benefit. It doesn't have to be used for education purposes, but it's, it, 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 it's often used that way. Yeah, that, that confuses me because you said it has to be used for their benefit. What does that mean? Oh, it could be in a an account where uh, the the parents uh, want to buy the child a car when they get their license at age uh, age seventeen. Uh, that's you could use the funds for that. It could be used for summer camp. Um, it could be it's 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 basically the child's money. Uh, and and here's the real downside of the pro or the problem with the UTMA accounts is that at age eighteen. The child takes full ownership and responsibility of that account. And mm -hmm. if they're age 18 or 19 and 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 that's the account that, that that the family's been using to save for for college, and now there's twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars in that account, and the child decides not to go to college or decides to buy a car, uh, they have every right to do so. Yikes. That 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 troubles me. 
I'll be yes, honest. Yes, it troubles you, most of our clients. I remember when I was 18 and 19 years old, uh, I was dumb as a box of hammers. I would have I would have spent 50 grand on stupid stupid stuff. So <laughs> that that's a concern. Yes, and and that's probably um why very few of our clients are using the UTMA account today mm-hmm. for saving for college uh, or for, for a lot of things. I find the UTMA account is set up really for uh, gifts from a, grand, a grandparent. So the, the, the $100 birthday present uh, needs to go somewhere for the benefit of that child, and they put it into a, a custodial account for that child, and the child can use it to, to buy computer games uh, or or summer camp or clothes, whatever it might be. Got it. Okay. So that's where I see it. But prior to uh, the other option, which is the five twenty nine plan, which I'll talk about next, UTMAs were probably the most were probably the most popular. Mm, okay. Now there is a, another issue, not only a, a control issue, but also from a, a tax perspective, the UTMA account, the interest or gains uh, that are have accumulated with the UTMA account are typically taxed at a fairly high tax bracket in anything that's in excess of $2,000 mm. a year. So it's, um, it's not the most efficient way to save significant dollars for a child's education. Gotcha. All right. The, the third savings option, and which happens to be the most popular, is called the 529 plan. Mm-hmm. And these are established in established and administered by by each state and the state chooses an investment company to offer that state's 529 plan usually it's one of the big institutions that that manages money that the state would hire uh, to offer a 529 plan to uh, to its citizens as well as uh, citizens across the country gotcha all right now the the great advantage of the 529 plan there's a number of advantages but the parent or the grandparent owns the account forever. Hmm. So you name the child as the beneficiary. The beneficiary on the account can be changed to another child or another grandchild or a niece or a nephew, but the parent or the adult will own that account forever. It's their money. I like that a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our clients do. Yeah. Just for control purposes and and just safety. Again, it's, it's not that we don't trust our children. However, um, looking back, like I said, I would have made some pretty poor decisions. And I think it's, it's a parent's job, um, not to rule over their child until they're 30, but to be able to help guide them through those, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, there's so many different influences that they're going to face in a college setting that they didn't face in high school and a lot more freedom. So I I think that that is actually a really, really good idea. Yeah. Again, as I said, most of our clients feel the exact same way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So the, the, um, the, the parent, the grandparent, an aunt or an uncle, uh, can save up to $15,000 per year per child wow. into these accounts. Or they can contribute five years worth of gifts in one fell swoop. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they could make a a, a, a lump sum contribution of $75,000 uh, in one year to that account. Wow, that's great. And so, so you can really, you can, you can, pump a whole lot of money into that savings account, that education savings account, uh, and, and get it really juiced up for, for a long period of time. 
Are there any age restrictions to a 529 plan where the, the recipient, do they have to be under a certain age? No. Good. So if I have any grandparents out there that are listening right now that want to give a big, huge lump sum, I'd go back to school. <laughs> Just <laughs> going to put that out there, Peter, in case any of my relatives that I don't know about are listening right now. So Yes, anyway. you could. You could. <laughs> you might want to have a personal conversation with them. All right. Fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, there is a, a maximum. Each each state has its own uh, maximum contribution limit, and and many of them are up to three hundred thousand dollars. So certainly in excess of of the the cost of a lot of four year colleges. Mm -hmm. uh, but so that's just the contribution limit. The account can earn and grow and accumulate, um, and there's no limit to that. Now you said that that each state has their own five twenty nine plan right? Administered by a specific company, correct? Yes. B but I also thought I heard you say something about that it's it's nationwide. So does that mean that I can I can use a 529 plan from any state? Yes. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. so um, this, the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts offers a 529 plan, and so does the Commonwealth of Virginia and this, uh, the state of California. They all have 529 plans, and anyone who's a U.S. citizen, can invest in any state's 529 plan. And they're all a little bit different. So the, the, the uh, uh, Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia's 529 plan might have a feature that you like or an investment company that you like more than uh, the state of New Hampshire's 529 plan. Uh, so you can invest there. Now, there are some tax benefits that some states give owners and you might want to consider that before going out of state. Oh, so, so in state, you may have some benefits. Yes. So, for example, in uh, and I think it's about 30 states, 31 states offer uh, tax tax benefits. Mm. So, the, the, for example, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, allows a uh, an owner to deduct up to $2,000 per year for state tax purposes. And that deduction is for for a joint filer. Okay. And that can save uh, almost $100 per year in, in, in Massachusetts. Every mm -hmm. state is a little bit different. So there is some small uh, tax savings that, that a, your state might, might offer. All right. So that will go into, into your decision about w which plan to choose. Another reason why, why people choose the 529 plan is that you can invest in a series of mutual funds that invest, is invested in stocks and bonds. And some states give the owner lots of investment allocation flexibility. Others can offer a balanced portfolio that becomes more conservative as, as the stu student gets closer to college. So it's got more bonds and cash. So as they're getting ready to go to college, you're, you're not suffering through the volatility of, of mm -hmm. the stock market. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a great advantage of the 529 plan. Uh, and then, then the reason why most people choose it, not only just control, but the earnings grow tax deferred. So if you've, you're investing for a period of you know, 15 or 18 or 20 years, uh, you, you want that growth to accumulate tax deferred. And if used to pay for qualified expenses like tuition, room and board, computers, books, then the distributions are tax-free. Nice. Yeah. So that's a real significant advantage over time. So the owner of the account can also use it to pay for college or graduate school, and these got, have to be, again, qualified expenses. But, but 
the IRS now allows for tax-free withdrawals of up to $10,000 per year per beneficiary to pay for tuition expenses at, at, at private, public, and religious uh, kindergarten through 12th grade schools. Mm, okay. So there is a limitation. So it's primarily uh, the big advantage is for uh, college education and graduate school because there's unlimited distributions, but it is available for uh, private school uh, K through 12. All right. So uh, to me, the, the, the biggest advantage of the 529 plan is that the uh, parent, grandparent will own that account. They'll control it and it can grow and accumulate tax free, basically, for the benefit of the, uh, the child. Mm-hmm. All right. We've covered a lot of advantages. What are some disadvantages to the 529 plan? Yeah, there, there, there are a few, but they are certainly things that, that families should understand and think about. Uh, if it's not used for, for qualified education expenses, the owner must pay ordinary income taxes and a 10% penalty tax oh. on any earnings on the account that are distributed. Thanks. So, you know, if you're saving for education and, and your child uh, does not go to college, th- those expenses just don't exist, and the parent wants that money back, all the earnings are going to be taxed, both at their ordinary income tax rate, and there's a 10% penalty tax on those earnings. Mm. All right. Now, there are some exceptions, and here, here are just a few. Uh, if a beneficiary dies or becomes disabled, the earnings can come out tax-free um, or, or sorry, without a, a, a 10% penalty tax. Got it. Okay. So there's still if tax benefit- on it, but not a penalty. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, if a beneficiary receives a, a tax-free scholarship, then the uh, withdrawals can be uh, avoid that 10% penalty tax. So if your child gets a, a full baseball or fencing scholarship uh, to their college of choice, <laughs> Uh, you can still get your money out without a 10% penalty. Gotcha. So you're not penalized for them being good at sports or, or music or anything exactly. they're getting a scholarship yeah. for. That's good. Yeah. And then finally, the, the last exception is a, uh, if a beneficiary attends a U.S. military academy, which is typically paid, uh, you know, 100%. Mm, nice. All right. Yeah. So there's some ways to avoid that, that 10% penalty. Uh, 529 plans are, can be a bit more expensive from an operating expense perspective. So we think about investments and administrative expenses. They're just slightly higher than traditional investments. That's because the state charges a little bit for their services and and the investment mutual fund company uh, might have some additional administrative requirements. But these these additional expenses just really aren't a deal breaker. They're not that high. So I, I don't think that would uh, w- would make a family decide not to do a 529 plan because I think the tax advantages outweigh those expenses. Yeah, and I don't think it surprises anybody out there listening that the state would take a little bit of money from this. Yeah, because they're administering <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me give a couple of examples of right. uh, where, where planning opportunities apply. Uh, here's a, a, an example that I've seen quite, a, quite often, uh, the Jordans. They've got three children and, and five grandchildren. All, all five grandkids are doing great. They, no special needs. Uh, they're all under the age of 10. And at this point in time, it's probable that, 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 that they'll all go to undergraduate and, and maybe graduate school. 
you know, right. who knows, but that's their view of, the, of, the, of their family right now. That's the plan so far, right? That's the plan right now. And the Jordans would like to make a, a one-time uh, $75,000 gift per child to help each of the grandkids with undergraduate or graduate uh, education costs. So it, these funds will have the opportunity to grow and accumulate hopefully in a tax, tax-free tax environment, the 529 mm-hmm. plan, for at least nine to 10 years. And that can be pretty powerful over that time. Yeah. And if the grandchild doesn't need those funds for whatever reason, uh, the, 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 the owner of the account, it could be the parents, it could still be the grandparents, can always change the beneficiary to another a grandchild. Gotcha. So there's some flexibility there. All right. So, so we've seen that quite a bit because of that, that, that basically tax-free compounding over, over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example, and I've seen this not as often uh, as I have in, in the past, uh, but still they're out there. I, I, we've seen um, these UTMA accounts that have been established for grandkids. You know, the, those generous grandparents have been making those birthday and Christmas gifts for, for a lot of years. And in this example, it's got about $15,000 in it. And the, the family wants to use those, those funds for college or graduate school. So um, in this example, the, the, the parent can establish a custodial 529 account for the, the son. Hmm. And what that means is this account is going to, going to eventually be owned by the child at majority, just like it would be with a UTMA account. However, all of the earnings can grow tax-deferred within the 529 plan, and if used to pay for qualified expenses, can be withdrawn tax-free. Uh, okay. So we're, it's not an ideal situation in the sense that there's, this does become the, the, grand, the, the grandchild's asset eventually, and they mm-hmm. control it, uh, but there are tax advantages to utilizing the 529. Gotcha. All right. So the final savings option, which I don't really see that often, but it's there, it's, it's something to consider, is a covered Dell education savings account. And the, the, these accounts are available, but as I said, they're just not that popular uh, for, for a few reasons. One, there are income limits. Uh, if you're a joint filer and your income exceeds $220,000, or if you're a single uh, tax filer and your income exceeds $110,000, you aren't even eligible to contribute. Oh, okay. Okay. And the maximum contribution is $2,000 per year. Mm. So just like the 529 plan, all the earnings accumulate tax deferred or, or tax free if they're withdrawn for college and, uh, and, and, and kindergarten through, through 12 for qualified education expenses. Uh, but the qualified education expenses for uh, K through 12 education is a bit more flexible than 529 plans. And, because in 529 plans, you're limited to tuition only. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a family that really knows they want to provide for um, their grandchildren's or child's uh, private school, um, and th- they're, they're, they're they're looking to spend more than $10,000 a year, they might want to also set up a, uh, a Coverdell education savings account for that purpose. Yeah. All right. And the investment, there might be a little bit more investment flexibility. Uh, you're not limited to the state's offering. Uh, so many investment companies offer these Coverdell 
savings accounts. Uh, I just don't see a lot of demand for the, for this option. It's out there, but but we just don't really see it that often. But I thought I'd mention it today. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't heard of it either. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's not as popular. Uh, Peter, here's the thing. You, you've covered so much today. Um, there's a lot of, of different advantages to the different opportunities that people have. Uh, one thing that kind of sticks in my head is the 529 plan. I know that you mentioned that you could take advantage of any 529 plan from any state and there's reasons to do it in your own state, which are good. And there's, you know, there might be reasons to do it from another state. Um, but that's a lot to, to learn about. All these different things are a lot to learn about. And I know we've already mentioned it, that somebody needs to consult a professional about it. Um, what kind of resources do you have that you can help people with uh, to, to make these decisions when they come and meet with you? Uh, great question. You, you, our, our podcast is titled Wealth is in the Details uh, for a Reason. And mm. that's because so, <laughs> these issues are so complex and there's so much out there. Uh, and, and there's so much a, uh, someone needs to understand before they uh, embark on any of these, these strategies that we've talked about, whether it's uh, investments, insurance, estate planning, and, and now education uh, funding. So certainly we can act as a resource for our, our clients. Uh, we help them choose the, 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 the best kind of 529 plan for them. Uh, but they can also do some research on their own. There's a great resource that, that we actually utilize as well, which is called, it's a website, it's called savingforcollege.com. And it ranks all the state plans that are available. It makes lots of good rec recommendations and gets into specifics. So we use that as a resource, and I, I would recommend that, that families use it as well. Gotcha. No, I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, for those that are listening, I want to I want to mention something. I want to point something out. Peter does a great job of being a very neutral party when it comes to um, giving you factual information. He presents these things to you, like like the Coverdell educational savings account. I, I'd never heard of that before. It's it's definitely unique. It's different. It's something that not a lot of people utilize. But he brought that information because. That's one of the options. Uh, that's what I love about working with Peter is that he is going to give you all the options and then talk to you about what works best for you and your family based on what you tell him. It's not going to be somebody trying to sell you something like a lot of websites will do. The saving uh, savingforcollege.com is a great website because they are uh, you know, it's basically just research that you can go in and do and, and find some information on your own. Uh, but don't just trust anyone, trust somebody who's going to give you all the information and help you go through it. And that's what Peter does. So Peter, when they're thinking about this and saying, you know what, I would like to start something. Um, you know, I still have my retirement to save for. I still want to purchase a house like your example from earlier, but I also want to start something for my, for my children or some grandparents out there listening and saying, you know what, I'd love to start something for my grandkids that will be a lasting gift better than that. You know, the latest, uh, remote control car or latest TV or whatever that they could possibly be getting. Uh, this means so much more. How do they get a hold of you to start this conversation? Yeah, they might want to start off at my website, raskinplanning.com. Uh, we have a, a white paper. They can look at, at the resources that, that are available on our website. And uh, certainly give me a call at 617-728-7433. Uh, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to answer their questions. Fantastic. Peter, I learned a lot today. I mean, seriously, I, there's a lot of this stuff I had no clue about. So thank you so much for spending time with me. My pleasure. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. 
If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And I'm thinking you can probably think right now about a few people that you could share this with. Either they have kids your kid's age or you are in a a, a club with a bunch of other grandparents that would love to bless their grandkids. Share this podcast with them and it'll be a gift that you give them that they can then gift to their children and grandchildren. So it's win-win-win for everybody. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.